0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time to get In the Huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. Michael Clark is going to call the plays. Dak threw the most interceptions last year of anybody, you know, missing what, five games, I believe it was, Baldy. And now you don't have Ezekiel Elliott, who you've said on this podcast time and time again, great. Just like you just talked about Dalvin at picking up blitzes, blocking protection, which is a big part of the running back position. Um, I don't know, know. I'm not knocking it. Pollard. I think Pollard is more explosive right now than Zeke was. And this makes sense. But what sense would it make for the Cowboys to bring him back only just you know, for a cheaper cost and, and just because of what he is in the locker room, even if they're really entertaining that? And I don't know if they are, but that's the rumor that's out there.
1: Well, I think it's a strong rumor. I really do. I believe there's legs to this rumor. And here's why. Like, like look, Tony Powers is making north of $10 million, and, and so is he. They can't pay two guys at that position. You can play a backup quarterback if you're possibly, but you can't. It's hard to pay two wide receivers, right? Elite money right now. Um, so that's that. Now, could Zeke take a lower, uh, a lower pay structure and make it up in incentives? That's that's an option. The guy ran for twelve touchdowns last year, Carl. Like, like he's still a productive player. He finishes drives. You want him out there on Wednesday in practice after a tough game on Sunday or Monday night? You just want him. Like he just he you know, he's just one of these guys. I mean, he's, he likes the game and Jerry likes him a lot. And so I believe now I'm sure he's going to sit out there and see what the situation is. And if there's injuries, training camp, whatever, even to start the season, I mean, Zeke could come in and he could get picked up on Wednesday. He could start for you on Sunday. Like he's just, I think he could do that kind of thing. Um, But we saw, we look, we've seen this with the chargers. Like there's just, they're, they're just not going to pay some of these guys elite money, and so these these running backs have got to realize that this is the economics of the game right now. And it's not a, a lack of respect or anything else; it's just economics and metrics, and it's just hard. I mean, the, I, I was at the Eagles mini camp last week, and they've got a stable of running backs. They're six deep. Sirianni talked about it yesterday. Kennedy Brooks, you know, Rashad Penny, uh, DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, Kenneth wow. Gainwell. I mean. Yeah. They're six deep. They all can play. They're going to cut a good running back in that team. So, you know, Zeke has to realize what's in front of him. If he wants to keep playing, he's not going to make $12 million. It's not going to happen. But at a lower cost and maybe incentive-laden, he could become a cowboy. And I, it wouldn't surprise me to see him do it because we don't know a Pollard. I don't, Tony Pollard has never touched the ball 200 times in a year ever. Memphis, Dallas, ever. Sure. And that's what he, they're
0: going to ask him to do this year so speaking of the Cowboys I think right now Baldy it's Eagles just based on roster guys all right we haven't gotten to the schedule yet Eagles Cowboys in that division right and everybody else I think the Giants probably and then then Washington but let's talk about the Cowboys offense for a second they add what Brandon Cooks CeeDee Lamb is there we just talked about Pollard what do you think about their O-line? Because how much does that factor into how Dak is going to play now with McCarthy calling the plays? Uh, we, we mentioned this a week, a couple of weeks back, guys. That I, I think Mike McCarthy said they sat down and watched every pass from Dak and all the interceptions. And he basically was asking Dak, why did you throw that? What did you do there? And they went through all of this. And that's, you know, just work in the film room. But, Baldy, what, what about their O-line and how important that is to the success of this offense? Because – I thought they had a really good offense going into that San Francisco game, and then they didn't really do anything.
1: Well, they, score, they didn't score a touchdown, Carl. You know, <laughs> it's to win playoff games. You don't score a touchdown. They settle for field goals. Um, it was a good game. I went back and watch that game. It was a good game for three quarters. They, just couldn't, they couldn't finish drives. But, you know, they lost two starting tackles last year, Carl. You lose Terrence Steele. They're starting right tackle. You lose Tyron Smith. You bring in Jason Peters. I mean, you're just trying to – you got a rookie in Tyler Smith. He's going – uh, you know, left guard, left tackle. I mean, he's being juggled, but I like him a lot. Uh, he's got to cut down his penalties, but, you know, they're going to get those two starting tackles back. I don't care what team. Pick the Eagles, pick the 49ers. Give me a team. Take away the two starting tackles, and let me know how your quarterback plays. Now, I'm not putting that on Dak. Dak made some some fundamental errors last year. I will say this. Like, if you give me a healthy Tyron Smith, and we got to see. He, there's injuries to start to add and accumulate there. Um you you give me Terrence Steele back, who was a really free agent kid out of Texas Tech, but he's gotten better every year, and I think he could be a, a good right tackle in the league. Um, you give me your, your starting tackles back. This CD Lamb, like I just broke down every catch of his last year. Carl, he had over thirteen hundred yards, nine touchdowns. He's gotten better each succeeding year. He's gotten better. Like he is a number one wide receiver. Like first of all, he's as tough as Texas shoe leather. Like I mean like over the middle, he'll take every hit he gets right up. Not one of these guys that. He gets up slow. He gets right up. He can take an, a beating over the middle. Just keeps going. He can run routes, he can play outside, he can play inside. I mean, he might get 1500 yards this year. He's just that good. And he's got great hands. Now, you add Brandon Cooks to the equation who's got speed, consistent, you know, very consistent player. I think they get better. I think they get a chance. And I think Mike McCarthy is a very good play caller. He's had the number one offensive football in Green Bay. Like, he knows what it's supposed to look like. Um, I think he did himself a disservice. And part of it was, look, Kellen Moore was there when he was hired. They just handed the reins to Kellen to keep calling plays. But Mike's been around this game a long time. He's, you know, He's been there with Joe Montana in Kansas City. Like, yeah. you know, he's he's been to San Francisco with Alex Smith. I mean, he's been all over. He's been with Brett Favre, um, Aaron Rodgers. So I I I think Dak is gonna benefit by having Mike in his ear calling plays. And I think the I think I think this is gonna be a good football team, really good team. And they'll battle the Eagles. I think, you know, that those would be some legendary battles this week this year.
0: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? Yeah, I mean, I'm just – I'm going to quote Ric Flair, right? To be the man, you've got to beat the man. The man yeah. right now are oh, the Eagles, right? The Eagles yeah. are sitting there. They said, hey, we went to the Super Bowl. We, we did what we needed to do. So I'm with you, though. I, I can't wait to those matchups on Sunday between those two teams, you know, when they play twice in the East. Let's talk about their defense, though, Baldy. Micah Parsons, he's got the footage out there. He's training in Austin or wherever the hell he is. He's running these, you know, these short shuttle runs, and he's showing how quick – and Fast he is. And then he comes out and says, Yeah, I want to play like eight positions and be all over the field. We know he's special. What else can he do? How is Dan Quinn going to achieve that? And then the back half of this defense was a problem last year, right? And then they went and got Gilmore. Diggs is there. I think they're improved on the back half of this defense.
1: No question. Now, I mean, they were a corner short. You know, they had injuries at that position last year. Daron Bland came in as a rookie and you know he he patchworked it, but you know Trayvon Diggs, at least for him, had a down year as far as numbers. <clears throat> they they um, but they were still at the top of the leaderboard with uh, takeaways. In fact, nobody's even close to the Cowboys under Dan Quinn taking the ball away the last two years. And Mike is a big part of it. The pressure that he applies, um, I think Mozzie Smith is going to help this defense. You know the the defense tackle to Michigan. Um, you know. Mike is coming on with me next week in the NFL Network. We're going to do some Baldy's breakdowns with Mike on TV. I'm looking forward to it. You know, he doesn't have an interception. Like, he doesn't sleep good at night when he gets a hand <laughs> on. He's just one of these guys. Like, I could have had that pick. Like, yeah. those yeah. are the things. He could go get two and a half sacks in a game, a forced fumble. And if he drops interception, that's all he's thinking about. He's, he's that type of player. I think this defense, their safety position is very good. Donovan Smith is a star. That people don't talk about him. He is a good player. Um, third year under Dan Quinn, and I do believe Michael will be all over the place. Okay. Uh, because I think I just think you got to maximize his talents, and so he's going to be stronger and bigger this year. It should be. It should cause problems off the edge more than he's already created, which is to me he's the number one disruptor in his whole business right now. Um, and that's not taking anything away from Max Crosby or Nick Bosa or TJ or anybody else. Like he's just a disruption. Um, I call I call him the MPP, the Micah Parsons problem. So, um, but I but I but I I think I think this defense has everything it takes to be really good.
0: Yeah, I, I do too. Um, and it's funny because uh, when when Quinn got to Dallas, he talked about changing some things up. You know that cover three, right? That they they ran in Seattle, and then everybody else kind of adapted to that. And and you really didn't bring pressure. You needed your front four guys to bring pressure to kind of be successful there. And he talked about, you know, changing some things up. And you see, he's blitzing more in Dallas. You talk about the turnovers. They're creating turnovers. So I think we talk about coaches evolving. I think Dan Quinn has done that from the defensive side to, hey, I really like what we do here with this cover three, but how can we evolve it and make it better? But, you know, Baldy, you still have to have dudes, right? You got to have players. And he's got some dudes on defense, which helps. Well, you know, I wish people
1: could sit down with Stephon Gilmore and just see how smart of a player he is. I mean, from reading routes to understanding situations to knowing when to gamble to, like, just just literally disrupting the play at the line of scrimmage, um, like, he is a difference maker. Now, there's not many corners that have been the defensive player of the year. Right. Like, he's – that. I mean, that's – That ability is real. And I don't think – like, he never missed a game in his career at South Carolina. He's missed very few games in the NFL. I know he did have a couple injuries at Carolina. But he's largely been a very healthy player. Knows how to take care of himself. Like, he's going to make everybody in that secondary better because of just his overall intelligence and how he looks at the game. I remember him him telling me one time, I was watching him against Daniel Jones – and uh, he drops this interception, should have been a pick six. And the thing that upset him the most wasn't the drop, which, which it did, but it's like, look, Baldy, I did everything right. I read the route, I knew the situation, I knew what Daniel Jones was going to, and I dropped the freaking ball. Mm-hmm. Like, I, everything I did preparation-wise to put myself into that position, I did right. The easy thing, I did wrong by not by dropping the ball. So, you know, that's just uh, that's just one player. A lot of them feel that way, but but Gilmore brings that type of mentality to your defense. It was a good sign. By that.